What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Sports. We're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. We're hanging out here on this wonderful Thursday just doing our thing, our sporty sport sport thing. Yeah, sports. Yeah, sports. And this is Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Hello, hello. Uh... Shout out to the Sports Talk Station, where we are now streaming today, are officially making our debut, uh, and we're just hanging out. We're, yeah. just, we're just all over the place now. So now you can hear us in Conroe and Clear Lake and anywhere on the internet and even more anywhere on the internet. and On the internet. On, on the internet. You know. Internet's a big place. You can. There's multiple locations. We're in several corners of it at the same time. We're like Schrodinger's cat of the internet. It's highbrow, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We're both dead and alive. I, I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm not sure. Um, we are the possibility. We are the possibility. There you go. Speaking of lucky to be alive, it's it's coming out this week. Uh, a couple days ago, Chandler Parsons got in a car accident. Former Houston Rocket. Um, Is he alive? He's alive. However, they are now saying that his injuries are so severe he may not ever play again. Oh, that's that's heavy. Yeah. Uh, and what makes it worse, he was hit by a drunk driver, like at an intersection. Oh man, those are always the most the, the most terrible stories. They really are because it's like it's, it's like there's you, it's completely avoidable. Well, it's uh, the thing that's craziest about it is a lot of times in an athlete's fall, it's the athlete's fault. Right. This has nothing to do with the, Yeah. Like, it could have been anybody. He was a complete stop, and then he starts to go through an intersection, and a drunk driver just blows through it and just T bones. Just him. explodes him, apparently. Uh, traumatic brain injury is the. Uh, oh, man. Is what they're saying is probably. Like, he's got several issues, mm-hmm, but, but they're that's saying. The biggest one. They're saying that that's likely to keep him away from the court. Wow. Um, he already has a lawyer, obviously, as a professional athlete who has contracts and such. He already does have a lawyer. Um, you're never going to get that back. You know? No, you don't. And that's a hard, that's going to be a hard thing. And him, he was uh, it's sort of a weird story because he was already, de- he'd already been dealing with some injuries the past couple years that like were affecting his play and keeping him off the court. Mm-hmm. So like you could see the defense even maybe trying to make an argument where like, is he even a good player? Like... That's not the arguments you make now. It's I, I don't think it is, but I, I bet I bet it gets made on the record. Right, probably. But I bet this question gets asked. And how many minutes over the last three seasons did you miss due to injury? It's like a lot, but I just got into a car accident that right. wasn't my fault and right. I had traumatic brain damage. Right. Uh, it's definitely, it, like I said, usually the athlete is involved in the athlete's fall and it Becomes like one part redemption story, one part tale of like caution, mm-hmm. and this isn't that. This isn't. This is just stop drinking and driving. Yeah, because it's a terrible decision that people make. Oh my gosh, it's just uh, it's it it goes to show you how impressive addiction is and how like much it grabs hold of people. Yeah, it really does. It does because like surely no one. Well, I don't know, maybe I don't. Know, maybe somebody does. I was gonna say surely someone doesn't want to be drunk at two p.m. But. Maybe. That's that's patently false because someone was drunk and driving at 2 p.m. That's fair. You're right. Somebody clearly wanted to. Um, there's a lot going on this week. Uh, obviously, we now know who's going to be in the Super Bowl. It's going to be the 49ers uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Um, Are the 49ers just going to sneak up on everyone who didn't say anything about them all season? Listen, they're in the Super There's no sneaking now. They're the only two teams left. Like, No, I mean, <laughs> I, I, the, the reason I say that is because, like, I haven't heard anyone, like, talk about the 49ers. And like, oh, by the way, they're in the Super Bowl. And you're like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, it has been a weirdly quiet season for them. Like, there's been no controversies, no dramas, no, like, oh, big thing happening in the and 49ers. And they're 13-3, and three and no one's really... Yeah. No, no one's really commenting on it. I don't... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it has been a a superbly quiet season, but I imagine... Which, if, which is... That's just good, right? Well, that's what you want if you're right. a head coach. If you're the head coach of a team, you're what like, you check want us is, out. We're 13-3. and three, Nothing's happened to us. No one said anything. Just going to stroll our way up just, to the finals. It does help to be West Coast. When they talk about an East Coast media bias, I don't think I don't. Th- I think a lot of times when people talk about like a media bias, they, they think it's like a deliberate thing. But I think it's the nature of how stuff works that affects it. And by that I mean, because the Forty Nine ers are on the West Coast, all their stuff's so late. All their stuff starts way later. So an afternoon game for them, they always play the second slot game, and because there's always second slot games scheduled. People in the central and eastern time zones, which is most of the NFL, they don't see the West Coast teams play very often. So when people go, oh, Seattle, they're good. That's weird. Uh, oh, uh, 49ers, uh, that's odd. Or when someone's like, oh, Oakland's been bad for five years? That's odd. Wow. It's because they don't... They don't They don't really follow Western... Yeah, the West Coast teams don't... They don't penetrate because... By then, we're watching our second football game. By the time they even start playing, right? And some people don't have time for that, or they have other things they got. Yeah, a lot, do. Of t- a lot of people. Sca- well, listen, if you go to a Texans game, when you get home from traffic, like we live a little over an hour from the stadium, driving back from the stadium with traffic, it'll take me two hours to get home. Right. So, so. the second game is already at ha- past halftime. By right. the time I'm even home. Yeah. So, yeah, and the 49ers, unless they're on an East Coast trip or in a primetime game. You're not really paying attention to them. You're not going to see them. And it's kind of the opposite, I think, in basketball because all the, like, the East is so free and, like, the West is where all the big hitters are. (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. The West being so darn competitive, you have to know all the teams because you're like, yeah, the Rockets just won five in a row. And it's like, so did four other teams in the West, though. So right, it yeah. doesn't matter. Super impressive for staying up with your division. Right. Way to keep up with third place. And you're like, ugh, ugh. Um, so much going on. Uh, last night, Eli Manning announced his retirement from the NFL. Oh. Zion Williamson finally made his debut for the New Orleans Pelicans, the number one overall draft pick in Ooh. last year's NBA draft. <laughs> um... There's, ju- I mean, there's just a ton going on. There was a fight bet- uh, between the Kansases of college basketball. Nice, nice. Good uh, job. I love college. Massive brawl. One guy got suspended indefinitely because he grabbed a stool and lifted it over his head because he was going to kill people. Ooh, that's not what you want to do. No, it's not a good look, and especially because, like, you can now with everything being – now with 92 cameras being in the 30,000-seat basketball stadium, everyone sees what's happening. Right. And just, from nine angles, there's a guy who's over six foot tall with a stool over his head and a look of murder on his face. And you're like, I think he's going to kill him. Yeah, there's like 15 pictures of it. So good luck saying it wasn't me because you're wearing a jersey with your name on it. <laughs> I swear it wasn't me, dude. No, clearly, it's just a lookalike who's exactly my height, has my face, and was playing on that day. Yeah, obviously, it had nothing to do with me. I was at home the whole time. <laughs> 
Um, lot, there's just a lot going on in sports this week. J.J. Watt is scheduled to host Saturday Night Live oh. in two weeks. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Good. February 1st. That's cool. Get our yeah. Get our uh, what, what did I call him last time? Something Texan, like the perfect Houstonian. Yeah, the super Houstonian or whatever you called him. Okay, so let's do this here with what we've got. Go ahead and first tell everybody about Cox ATA. Cox ATA Martial Arts, the leader in ATA Martial Arts, now with three convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in the Woodlands, and one in Magnolia. All kinds of different courses available. If you're three, if you're 93, uh, they have Taekwondo, Tai Chi, um, Self-Defense. They have all kinds of different courses available. They're very flexible. Mention Nerd Thug Radio. Get two free weeks of training. It's a great way to get the new year started. It's already, it's already the 20th. Yeah, man. You're about to start the Chinese New Year now. Right, the Chinese New Year's coming up. So mention Earth Thug Radio, head on down to Cox ATA. They're wonderful people. Mention Earth Thug Radio, two free, uh, two free weeks of training. They teach life skills. They build leaders. They leave. A legacy. All right, Nico, you ready? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some things to you. All right. Okay. One of five players ever with multiple Super Bowl wins. Multiple Super Bowl MVPs, I should say. Okay. One of five. One of five. One of 12 quarterbacks to ever win multiple Super Bowls. Okay. Seventh all-time in passing touchdowns. All right. Seventh all-time in passing yards. Okay. Only three times in NFL history has a quarterback beaten three 13-plus win teams in a single postseason. Wow. And this guy did it two different times. Oh. 210 consecutive starts. That's a lot of starts. Never missed a game due to injury. Oh, who's never missed a game due to injury? A 2016 Walter Payton Man of the Year. Okay. 13-time team captain. All right. Eli Manning. Huh. Little brother. Little brother Eli. That's pretty good. Probably wow. not going into the Hall of Fame. How with stats like that? Probably not. The, the the fast talk is, the talk has been a couple years now. Okay, here's the thing with Eli Manning. All of those great things that we just said, right? Incredible accomplishments, great career. When have we ever said that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league? He hasn't been good for a while. He has been good for a couple of years now. So the last three, four years, if someone wanted to go, those are bad years. They'd be right. Um, but when has he ever, ever, on any given season, when has he ever been and even like top three quarterback in the league that's an interesting point because yes he does have all these accomplishments but you're right like no one's ever been like oh good old Eli you know one of the best ever right he's I feel like that's also due to time like his timing yeah because his brother Peyton was better right well yeah Tom Brady the best ever right Aaron Rodgers perhaps one of the most talented Drew Brees one of the most prolific Aaron Rodgers one of the most gifted Right. Philip Rivers, same draft class. They talk about Philip Moore. He has done none of the things Eli has. Right, and I think it's I think it's one due to timing. Family name has a lot to do with it too. The fact that he's a Manning, the fact that you know Peyton's just the Peyton's better just, one. Yeah, he's just better than him. But you can't. I don't. I don't think you can ignore those accomplishments. I honestly, like, if you were to be like, this is a quarterback who's done this. Should he be in the Hall of Fame? Like, just presenting that information like that. I, I, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to be like no because some quarterbacks have amazing careers are considered great and then don't have well, half of that. So Drew Brees is only going to have one Super Bowl win more than right, likely. Yeah, uh, Philip Rivers won't have a Super Bowl win. Peyton Manning only barely got two. 
took everything he had to get the second one. He hung around the extra years for the second one. Had to had to change teams to get the second one. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may only have one uh, when it's all said and done. Uh, so just having two is pretty impressive. There are no quarterbacks with two Super Bowl wins that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So I don't think he gets in. Really? I just there's never there was never a time at all during his career where he, Eli Manning was the guy. Where Eli Manning I don't think he's ever even gotten an MVP vote. Honestly, like, I don't think he's ever even gotten one. It's hard to say. Well, didn't you say he just got MVP of the Super Bowl twice? Yeah, but an actual regular season MVP. I guess that's fair. So then you have to ask yourself so in the NFL Hall of Fame, there's two rules. One of them is obviously be great, but there's not like a measurement statistic to it. But right. the second one is they don't look at character issues at all. So if you're like the biggest jerk off the field, but on the field you were amazing, you're supposed to get in. T.O. took forever to get in. When they finally put him in, he actually refused to go to the ceremony because he said character shouldn't matter. I should have been voted in like three times ago. You guys are just jerks. Reasonable. It, wait, honestly, it was one of the very few times I've agreed with something that came out of the mouth of T.O. His on-field performance is incredibly easy to defend. His actions have always been a little bit harder. He was right this time, though. Right. Eli Manning is... T- you almost... <laughs> you almost have to kind of sort of make this weird reverse argument where it's like, listen, he's just been the guy this whole time. Yeah. Like, he's just been steady the whole time. You're right. Pro- there's, not a, there's not a lot of prolific things on the resume, like... Somehow he did. He has finished seventh in passing touchdowns. Great, but there wasn't ever a time where he was he was behind all these other people the whole time. This whole group of quarterbacks moved up together, and he just stayed behind them all. Right, but you can even argue that he didn't because he has two Super Bowl rings, and some of them only have one. Right. Yeah, and, and so here's the other problem: is with Tom Brady winning six out of fifteen Super Bowls, right? Uh, with Peyton Manning winning two, essentially that's. That's that's over half of the Super Bowls over the last 15 years. So all the quarterbacks in this era, all of them, are fighting over seven. And then Eli has two of those. Yeah. So now all the other quarterbacks are fighting over five. Yeah. So you got Big Ben has one, Aaron Rodgers has one, Drew Brees has one. Like, it's, all of a sudden you start, like, questioning... This era is going to be weird, and this is really important. When they talk about the receivers, the receiving numbers are going crazy, and the quarterback numbers are going crazy, it's going to be hard to measure. How are we going to decide who's great and not great? Because this year it's 4,000 yards in throwing. Five seasons from now, if someone's throwing for 6,000 yards in the NFL, it might not be that far-fetched. Right. So then it's like, okay, well, yeah, uh, of course Todd McToddleson in the future has has already passed Drew Brees in only eight years because, well, he's throwing for 6,000 yards a year, so, like, it doesn't count. They can't tackle, blah, blah, blah. So all of that's going to be subjective. But what won't be subjective is winning championships and accomplishing something. Right. And the the, res- the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. 
They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Thug Sports, hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, streaming worldwide at IrelandStar.com. Make sure to check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's the mothership. That's where it all happens. If you're hearing us for the first time on our new streaming station on Sports Talk, um, feel free to go to the Facebook page. Like us, say hello, say what's up. We'll, we'll say nice things about you and, and to your parents about you. We'll just, we'll lie for you. <laughs> That's what we'll do, because we're good friends. That's how it rolls now. You're a member of the family, the Nerd Thug family. Uh, all right, the gauntlet's been dropped. Okay. All right. All right. So when this station launched, when Sports Talk launched, I uh, we're we're in a secret Facebook group, the Illuminati, the all of us. Uh, and someone was posting like, "Oh, um, this guy's name is they call him the Snowman. He does the daily afternoon show." Okay. All right. So I logged in the other day, and I logged in just in time to hear him talking trash about James Harden. Oh, you don't do that in front of no Houstonians. He said that James Harden wasn't a good basketball player. Uh, that is patently false. Stats will disagree with you. I'm a little blown away by that. And then he also said that it was because of two things, and he went on these two different tangents. One of them, he said, was because of the three-point shots, and one of them was because of the free throws. Was What? He said, they said, oh, he's averaging 30 points a game. He goes, yeah, but how many shots has he taken? Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break the arguments down here. So that was the first question. So how many shots has he taken? Let me ask you this. Uh, have you ever heard of a guy named Allen Iverson? Uh, no. He was the answer. Okay? That's, okay. That is what they called him. He was six foot two and 97 pounds soaking wet. I'm exaggerating. Only on the weight, though. He was literally six foot two. He took the Philadelphia 76ers to the finals. And when I say he took them, I mean, aside from fly the jet, he literally took them to the finals. The entire team was simply built around Allen Iverson. It was his job to score, his job to lead, his job to fire the team up, his job to get things going. They literally, I mean, the coaches out there calling plays, but it's Allen Iverson out there. It is his team. Eric Snow and Dikembe Mutombo are the guys helping him out. So, just like you barely know who Allen Iverson is, you definitely don't know who Snow and Mutombo are. And the truth of the matter is, he was by himself. And they beat, they stole a game from the Shaq-Kobe Lakers, game one of that series. Wow. In L.A. Wow. <laughs> Straight up took game one. Now, it finishes in five games because Shaq then literally just embarrasses the like for every time Allen Iverson did 19 moves to get one basket Shaq just like 
Mahomes slapped the ball through the hoop and uh, like pointed at people and was like because he's literally mine. a foot taller than him. He is he is genuinely in that game more than any other because this was young, fit, angry Shaq. This is year five or six in the league for him. And in game one, every sports reporter was talking about Allen Iverson. Yeah. And Shaq was like, what? Let me fix this for you. Let me tell you who you should be talking about. Smash. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> Smash. Now, Allen Iverson, who who carried his team, was averaging around 36% for shooting. Good. Not great. Not great. Good if he was a hitter. Great if he was a hitter. Not great as a shooter. James Harden, who for two years was the only thing on the Rockets, averages 43%. So if we're talking about how many shots does it take him to get however many points, well, he's doing better than one of the greatest, most prolific scorers in the NBA that we ever talk about. Everyone will tell you Allen Iverson is one of the best ballers in the NBA. They called him the answer. They called him the answer. Because the idea was there's the question, oh, how do you guard... Who could break that? Like, who could even beat that defense? Oh, who could do Allen Iverson's the answer to every one of those questions. He could. And he did for, a, like, seven years. The guy made, like, $200 million. Uh, first player to ever receive a lifetime endorsement from, uh, I think, Reebok. Nice. Yeah. Allen Iverson was prolific. And James Harden's about 10 points better, percentage-wise. 13 points better. No big deal. It's nah, cool. Whatever. It's cool. Uh, you want to talk about free throws? I mean, they're part of the game, right? They're part of the. I mean, and he only averages ten a game. Yeah, it's not like an insane amount, but even still, it's who cares? Right, it's part of the game. It's like saying, and then it's like saying Russell Westbrook uh, isn't a good ball handler because he dunks. Like what? What, what does it matter? What does it matter? What does it? Does the ball go through the hoop? Do we celebrate Irre- it? Irrelevant. Is it counted as a basket? If it's in the rules, then what are we, like what are we even arguing about? And then you want to say the threes are what are what dis- discounts them. Let me let's talk about the threes. I'm sorry. Does, does Steph Curry shoot threes? Did did Steph Curry win the MVP? Did did he win a title? Is he one of the greatest shooters in the history of the NBA? Because he shoots the three. That's all he does. So, I guess it's okay to shoot the three. Yeah, this is this is a. Uh, I've said this for a long time. I feel like there's a lot of bad reporting when it comes to Houston sports. <laughs> well, James Harden is one of those guys, like Eli Manning. We'll have a theme today, like Eli Manning, where it's easy to. A lot of people call him lazy. A lot of people call him lazy. A lot of people, a lot of people will say Eli Manning doesn't care. He doesn't love football because he doesn't scream and he doesn't freak out and he doesn't get on to people. He's been on some awful Giants teams, but you know what he didn't do? Quit. Throw his team under the bus. Say that they're no good. Right. Because he showed up two hundred and ten. He times showed up two hundred games in a row, no matter who was letting him get sacked standing in front of him. And he played and he grinded. And James Harden did the one year. His team was literally Jeremy Lin and Omar Asik. And he balled out. Just balled out. They just said, hey, James, here's the ball. You're our point guard, shooting guard, rebound, assist, offense. Everything. If it goes Everything. in the hoop, you probably touched it. You, you want to do that? And he was like, whatever you need, coach. Whatever you need. 
Right, and this is the same guy that was scoring over 50 points a game for like a 10-game streak last year. <laughs> uh, I believe he set the record for 50-point games in a season. Uh, and you're right. It was it was more than ten games where he went over the over the. I think when they broke it down to like over thirty, he set an NBA record, because even though he went over fifty for like ten in a row, he stayed over thirty for even I think it was like thirty games or something like that. It was an incredible run, and the reality is, they ask him to do a lot, so he does a lot. Right. And you're right. It looks. It never looks like he's the fastest guy on the court or trying or he has he has a very interesting aura where it's he doesn't look like he's trying very hard it looks like he's walking in the park right right he doesn't look like he's trying very hard and then you look back and then all of a sudden he scored 47 points on you and yeah. you're like what just happened i've i've literally sat at a bar or having a couple beers watching the game like without sound on and you're just watching it and you're in like i was getting frustrated with the rockets honestly and then they put up this like the scoreboard had been gone for a few minutes. Uh-huh. They put it back up and we're up nine, and I'm like, uh, what? Oh, I, I genuinely thought we were down like five. Like, then they put up Harden's stat line and somehow he's already gone eight of twelve. And you're like, uh, oh, that's that'll do something to oh, you. Oh yeah, okay, that's a pretty quiet twenty points. I guess I guess I'll shut my mouth. Um, it's subtle, and it is subtle, and there's no denying. That he is not sprinting up. Russell Westbrook plays angry. He looks like a freight train not on tracks. It's like if you put rollerblades on a bull is what Russell Westbrook reminds me of as he plays. Where he's just moving everywhere everywhere. so massively and angrily and violently. And then the opposite of that is James Harden just casually... Like even how he dribbles looks almost tired. Like calmly, like serene, like... Very zen. Zen. If there was a monk of basketball, it would be James Harden. Yeah, he also can play forever because of that. Uh, genuinely, he probably he he will probably have one of the longer careers because he is not an up down physical knees ankles type dude. But then beyond that, it's not like people steal it from him. It's right. Not like people t- yeah, it's not it's not it's not to his detriment that he's moving so slow. In no. fact, sometimes it can be to his positive because he wastes. Like people just stare at him as he strolls down the oh, court. <laughs> one of the most one of the most interesting and almost I would say embarrassing plays that I've ever seen is they in the a lot of times when the clock is low in, in, in the playoffs and stuff, you roll the ball down the court. Because the clock doesn't start until the inbound man touches the ball. Yeah. So there was one time where it was a pretty good bowl. And like so the ball's just kinda rolling down the court and James Harden's walking next to it. But he never touches it, and it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. And it rolled all the way to Oklahoma City's three-point line, and the defender never made a move to it. And when it got towards the line, finally James Harden just picked it up and shot a three. They took like .4 off the clock <laughs> for three points. And and the announcer at the time was like, "I don't really know what like I don't what just re- happened. I don't really know how to explain that. Like the other guy just stood there watching him. Like there's something hypnotic, almost like a like a cobra." It's it's like that, and also because it doesn't make any sense to you. Like you've been playing basketball the same way for exactly. however many years in your career, and then all of a sudden this guy's just walking towards you. You're you're not really thinking about it, but your instincts aren't telling you that this guy is a threat and or about to score on you at all. I remember playing when I was in gym class. I think I've talked about this before on Nerd Thug Radio. I wasn't great at sports. I'm not I'm not an athletic person, uh, but I always play with the older black kids on the on the basketball courts. Uh, because uh, the rule of next is law, 
on the court of on their on their basketball courts. The rule of next is law. Whoever has next gets to play. Over on the other courts, with, with all of us fourteen year olds, we didn't play. We didn't play with next. It was just like whoever was loudest with their team was next. So literally, when you would walk up to their court, you say, "Who's got next?" Oh, this guy's going next. Like, okay, well, I'm after him. They're like, okay. And for the next ten minutes, if someone goes, "Who's got next?" It's, "Oh, you're after the short white kid," and that was fine with me because it means I got to play. And there would be times where everyone, like everyone, looks the same when they play. And there was this kid who he dribbled weird. He dribbled really high, but he was also I don't know how to. Exp- he looked ridiculous. The first time I watched him dribble, I laughed. I laughed out loud, and I'm terrible. I'm awful, and I laughed at him. But he dribbled between three people and then laid it up into the thing without ever without ever jumping and without ever not looking like the silliest person on the court. But no one could guard him, and it went in the hoop. So what does it matter? What does it like? Honestly, by about the third time he did it, I stopped. I was like, that, guy, that guy's actually he's really good. <laughs> he's actually pretty good. Uh, before we get out of this, and before I tell Snowman that he's a crazy person, uh, let me tell you guys about our friends. Donald Williams over there at Sean Myers Insurance. Uh, make sure to call 936. Where's my phone number? Ma. Oh, he lost the phone number. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, make sure to call 936-760-5963. 936-760-5963 over there at Sean Myers Insurance Services where they are independent agents with access to over 15 different major cover major carriers, and they will find the best coverage for the best price. They specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto, and they will go over your coverage line by line to help you make sure you understand what you're actually paying for. So give a call for Donald today. Yeah, honestly, man, like, it was all, like, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this guy's going to get embarrassed out there. And three three possessions in a row, put the ball in the hole. And then all of a sudden it was like, Okay, this guy's embarrassing everyone else. Right. It quickly changes when no one st- when no one can stop it, and so yeah, that's the James Harden thing. Like it looks, it doesn't look, it, it doesn't look great. Does it look like Michael Jordan? No. Does it look like LeBron James? No. Is it as good? Uh, yeah. Right. I don't see a way to it's, say it's not. Yeah, it's working. It he's, works well. He's clearly one of the most prolific scorers in the NBA. I don't. I don't right, know. He led the league in scoring. <laughs> I don't know another way to say it. And like, so the reality is. While it seems casual or 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 like, I think Zen is a good word. For zen it. is a good word because it's complimentary. But like, what the criticism is like? Oh, he's not fiery. Oh, I want to see like, oh, Russell Westbrook's foaming at the mouth. He's probably gonna play like five years less because of all that energy. He's like, where does right. it even come from? Like, there's like a star exploding inside of Russell Westbrook. But like, James Harden is gonna play just as long, and if not longer. James Harden's like a slow burn, and then you look yeah. back, and then your entire hand is gone. <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't even realize it, and then you look up, and all of a sudden, oh, the Rockets the Rockets are up by 15, and, like, their fans are barely even cheering. Like, nobody even <laughs> realized that. <laughs> no one's paid attention. And then everyone comes out of the stoop, and they're like, oh, we lost by 40. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, at halftime, when they go to the locker room, and they kind of feel good about themselves, and they're handing out the stat sheet, and everyone's going, whoa, wait, is he shooting 70% out there? What's happening? Oh, okay, we might want to. What do we should we double him? <laughs> what do we do? Uh, so yeah, so Snowman, you're dead wrong. I don't know what you're going for there, but you're absolutely dead wrong. And anybody who has a criticism of James Harden, a fair one would be he looks lackadaisical. Uh, but the reality is he may look it, but he's certainly not yeah, doing he's, it. The stat sheet doesn't look it. Um, and so with that, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations: one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. 
They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Conroe? Welcome to some more Nerd Thug Sports. Hanging out here on this Thursday. It's, uh, it's Corey DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. Mm. Uh, before we get into anything, let me tell you guys about our friends, The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Right here on 1488 here in Conroe, they got a lot going on, including Thursday, Tonight, from 6 to 10 p.m., they've got their weekly Magic the Gathering Commander Night. Come out and play Commander with fellow Magic enthusiasts. Free to play, bring your own deck, no seat limits. So it's just fun. A lot of people out there, you can kind of see other stuff. And if you're like me, you'll get your butt kicked. Uh, Friday night from 6 to 9 p.m. is Friday Night Magic Commander Tournament. $5 entry, no seat limit. Bring your favorite Commander deck and compete in a double elimination tournament. Winners will receive promo packs, in-store credit, and the top prize. A coveted Nicole Bolas Funko Pop. Nicole Bolas. Mm. Nicole Bolas. Uh, also Friday, we're going to be hanging out doing the Hero Clicks thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Saturday, January 25th, this is the big one. They are celebrating their one-year anniversary at Adventure Begins. Uh, they're going to have a drawing for prizes uh, at 4 p.m. from 2 to 4, Batman and Spider-Man and face painting. They're going to draw seven winners. And uh, also at 5 p.m., they're going to serve pizza and cupcakes. It's been Ooh. one year of the adventure begins. We're going to be there all day, hanging out, doing the nerd thug thing. Uh, so make sure you come hang out with us. And Sunday, January 26th from 4 to 8 p.m. is D&D Junior's Adventurers League from ages 10 to 16. $5 to play or make a purchase of at least $5 while in-store to play for free. Um, yeah, man, they got my comic books there in a little box. They give them to me when I pay them. They're good people over there at Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Make sure you stop by and have a good time. Hang out with us. we got a lot going on this week. Um, the fight was this weekend. Oh, yes. Conor McGregor. Returns again. The notorious Conor McGregor. Um, as a guy who has to talk about sports for money, yeah. Conor McGregor is like a gift. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun. There's one thing. So people hate Russell Wilson. Uh, here locally on 97.5. ESPN Radio, they the one of my favorite shows, The Blitz. They hate talking about Russell Wilson because he is the most boring quarterback publicly that has ever existed. He only says the most perfect, non-controversial, white bread vanilla 
this is going to affect nobody in any sort of way answer to any question. You could be like, Russell Wilson, how do you feel about the KKK? And he'd be like, season ticket holders have the right to a safe environment, and we hope that everyone comes and enjoys Seahawks games, and we respect and appreciate everyone's personal views and the rights to have them. However, the Seahawks don't. Like, there's no, like, Russell Wilson And you're like, dang it. Yeah, like, Russell Wilson saves the world from from any kind of controversy, and Conor McGregor is a walking two-hour special, and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. This is a guy who has thrown objects into buses and injured other fighters and had to pay medical bills and buy off lawsuits, all while working for the same company. These are technically co-workers, and he has to bribe them not to sue him. Like, what a great, Conor, what, a, what a great story. Like, Conor McGregor is the gift. Like, that should be his name. Forget Notorious. It should be the gift. Conor, the gift, McGregor. And he does it again. He walks in there. And he's been out of UFC for two years, I believe. Two full calendar years. And he fights Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone is one of these tough dudes. When you look at him, you think, yeah, this guy wins fights. And he does. He does. Over 20 wins. Cowboy Cerrone is a, is a bad, bad man. And Conor McGregor beat him in about 40 seconds. Oh, no. About... 40 seconds. Yikes. (laughs) When people talk about Conor McGregor, the one thing you don't ever hear anyone say because of all the other stuff, and I think this is deliberate and I think it's brilliant, is he might be one of the smartest people in a fight that you've ever seen. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. They've... They've gone back and broken down other fights, and I've watched these because I like. I'm curious a lot of times about what people are seeing when they're in these fights. I'm always interested in like the sports science of it. And this guy was breaking it down. Uh, it's the Alvarez fight where he knocks him out in the second round, and he knocks him out early in the second round. And the reason he knocks him out early in the second round is in the first round they found something that they hadn't seen in tape. In tape, there was another flaw they were going to go for, and he corrected it. Alvarez saw the same flaw in his tape. And he corrected it. When they came in early in the first round, you see uh, McGregor really aggressive trying to set some things up, and he can't get to him. But McGregor is also an excellent counterpuncher, so he stays alive. He stays active. But they go back and forth, both of them. Uh, by the end of the first round, McGregor is controlling the round, though, because of the counterpunching and because of his ability to just actively analyze. Well, when he gets to the corner, he's talking to his coaches, and they all saw the same thing. And what happens is when McGregor goes to throw one of his one of his high kicks, Alvarez's guard on his right side completely drops. Completely. The whole guard just falls under the shoulder. So you've got like a foot window that you can just rock anywhere in that window because it's all going to be head, temple, jaw. And so in the start of the second round, McGregor sets up the kick. He throws a couple that land hard on purpose. Then he throws a fake, and he's already going for the counterpunch after he throws the kick, and it start, it opens up a four-punch combo that ends the Alvarez fight. It's the fight that puts two belts on Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is incredibly skilled at setting up what he wants. Coming into the, the reason I bring that up is in the Cerrone fight, at a press conference, he hints to this, he alludes to this, but he doesn't want to get into it, honestly, because I don't think he wants people to know that, he, that this is what they do. But he's looking, he specifically says that he saw the Cerrone likes to duck the high, hard left punch. So when you throw a high, hard left, Cerrone's whole head and top half of his body comes down left. 
So if you watch the fight, he leads with a knee to Cerrone's face from the left. It's his. It's it's a high part of the leg and the hip because he misses it somewhat. But it's it's the whole upper part of his leg that just slams into Cerrone's face right there on the left side because he forces Cerrone to duck down by throwing an obvious high hard left punch for Cerrone to come under. So Cerrone comes up and already he's like, man, what just happened? And it sets up the next three the next three engagements right there already. Cerrone's already struggling and off balance. Right. And he's already unprepared. So Cerrone's next thought is, man, I've got to get in close. Well, when they get in close, for those who watch the fight, what, what McGregor does is he proceeds to do three serious shoulder strikes to the face of Cerrone. As they're coming into clinch, McGregor keeps his left shoulder down and away, and he jumps hard shoulder into the face. And they're calling him shoulder strikes now. Didn't even know that was a thing before this fight. And he, he breaks Cerrone's nose with the third one. And when he breaks his nose, Cerrone pulls out of the clinch because he's got to get away from this guy because this guy is mauling him with his shoulder. So then as he's backing away, McGregor, he's, he's literally walking into punch kick distance as he's doing it. So, so just, just clocks him. <laughs> McGregor just unloads combos and a high kick, and the high kick goes completely over all the guards because Cowboys guards aren't up in time because he was still clenched. His arms are still around McGregor. So as he's getting his arms free, he can't get him up in time. And he gets kicked upside the head. And that's and, it. And, and that's then all that, she wrote. that helps a lot to that knockout. It's all in the span of about 43 seconds. And what people aren't going to say, because they're already going to try and put him in a title fight. And they're not already going to try and do this. They're already gonna, they want him to fight Khabib again. They want him to do this. They want him to do that. What people aren't going to say is that McGregor might be one of the smartest, most dangerous people in the ring. And he hints, he hints at it in the interview. The the guy goes, man, those shoulder strikes were impressive. Did you did you? And he was like, yeah, we you know, well, you know, they all all they say is that I got a left hand now, but now now they gotta say I got a left shoulder too. <laughs> and like, he's already kind of hinting that this was something he knew that he you know, people talk about my left hand. He he's telling you, I hear you. You don't see me, right? And it's an impressive moment because the reality of it is, is that fight was dominant. There was only one person in that fight, right? I, I don't Going know. back to it, a fight is a fight between two people. That was, a, this was just a massacre. This was a massacre. Cowboy Cerrone, by the time they lift Conor McGregor's hand, he's got his cowboy hat on, and he's got it pulled a little low because his left eye is already almost completely swollen shut, and, and his, his nose, nose is broken. broken. 43 seconds. Uh. One guy looks like he didn't even show to work. Like, it looks like he called in, and the other guy looks like he should have. And it's, and it's just like that. And so I think this is something that gets glossed over because of the attitude, because of the proper 12 Irish whiskey, because of the notorious Conor McGregor. The thing that people don't talk about is the reality. He's an insane fighter. This is a man you don't want to fight in the ring. This, this is what it boils down to is that the people who take the fight, you're not going to out-prepare him. He's like Batman without any utility belt. Like The fact that he expected him to duck under the opening punch, and that sets up all of it. Right. That sets up the whole thing because again, it's over. It's over after two exchanges. It's forty-three seconds, and the whole thing sets off with, "I needed him to come under. I know he likes to duck under, so I gave him something when he did." So I was ready for it, and then he did it, and then it was all over from there. Right, and the reporters even said, uh, "You essentially finished him off with a high kick." That's that launched into the next combo that they that they that ended the fight. Um, is that was that on purpose? And McGregor says, "Yeah." Uh, Cowboy Cerrone has the record for knockouts with head kicks in the UFC. So it was really important to me to make sure that he knew I could do it too. 
Tell me that's not a guy who's watching everything. Yeah. He's he's a very intelligent person <laughs> and he's an incredible fighter. And it just it goes even it it rolls into his persona so well too. Right, cuz he's going to talk you into it. It's almost like that scene in Sherlock Holmes where Sherlock is like thinking like I job to the throat, disable and disorient. <laughs> Discombobulate. Right. <laughs> Slapping the ears. It's almost like that's what's going on in Connor's head, but like with an Irish drunk guy doing it. Well, get him to say that you're going to, and then, and then, and, but he does it, and for a lot of these guys, he does it flawlessly, but also for a lot of these guys, he'd start to the press conference where he works these guys like a surgeon. And by the time they get to the fight, they're so angry and they're so eager to fight that they're not, they're not listening to their coaches. They're not ready. They're not prepared for the fight because they just, want time to start and stop so they can get there. They just want the next two weeks to happen so fast so they can beat this man up for talking with these last month. And Conor McGregor is using every word as like just another scoop, like in a recipe. And he's just like stirring it up so perfectly that by the time the guy gets to the fight, he's not ready. Nope. He's not ready. And they've, they've lost their mind. Now with Cerrone, it was a little bit different. Conor McGregor had been away. Also, he's a lot of respect for him. Apparently, they're very close. Uh, Cerrone's grandmother came and spoke with Conor McGregor after the fight in his locker room. Uh, like, apparently, there's a lot of respect between these two. And there wasn't the trash talk in the, in, the, in the media that there normally is with McGregor, where sometimes people say something. and That, that didn't happen this time with these two. Um, but what did happen was you already knew people were going to watch the fight. One of UFC's most accomplished fighters in Cowboy Cerrone and then Conor McGregor returning to the ring. After such a long absence. And coming off of a and loss. It com- was so easy for so many people to go, oh, well, Khabib beat him so single-handedly. There's just, there's just no way. There's just no way. Khabib's also a crazy person. Khabib's also a crazy person. And honestly, Khabib has already kind of said he doesn't want the fight. Uh, and then there's someone else who has one of the belts that Conor used to have, and so they, they think they want him to fight the winner of that title fight that's about to happen here. Uh, but Conor McGregor doesn't want to wait long. He wants to get back. He's talking about he wants to get back in the ring in March. Oh, so quick turnaround. I think he. I think this is going to be one of those years where he fights four or five times. Interesting. Uh, and I think it's because he says now that he he loves fighting again. Uh, essentially, I think what happened was by the time the Khabib fight came around, lawsuits and $100 million from boxing Floyd Mayweather and this and that and all these other things. And I think he was distracted, and I think it was easy for him to – he was enjoying success, and I don't think he wanted to be in the gym – I don't think he wanted, I think he wanted the attention and he wanted the money and the results, but I don't think he wanted to do the work at that exact instant. Right. Because preparing for a fight, especially with someone like Conor McGregor, who is always a lot of prep time, a lot of film. And 100% in. He, right. when, he, when, he, when, they, when he does these fight camps, he, he didn't even want to come to Vegas to promote the Vegas fight because he didn't want to leave camp early. So they had to find a spot for him, and he flew his whole team in to do his whole setup, and, and he didn't miss any prep time. They did it all in advance so that he could come straight to this. Right. So, like, this is just how he's built is he prep, 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 prep. And he actually talks about that at a press conference where he's going to get back. He said, it's important to me that I'm back in the ring. I'll celebrate this win tomorrow with my family, and then probably the day after tomorrow I'm going to have a great workout. Like, he's already he's already back in. Yeah, he's already back in. And I think you're going to see four or five fights this year from Conor McGregor. Probably four. Because I think he 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 needs time to prepare. He he needs time to prepare. But if if I promise you after this fight, if somebody falls out and he let's say he wins another fight in under a minute, yeah, and then in and then in end of May, second week of June, they're like, hey, so and so fell out of the main event. Uh, can you can you fill in? I, I think Conor McGregor says yes in a heartbeat. Probably. Um, with that, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back. We got more Nerd Thug Sports coming your way. 
The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Cox ATA is the leader in ATA martial arts with two convenient locations, one in Conroe, one in Magnolia. They offer courses for young adults, children, and senior citizens, and everything in between for people who are interested in self-defense, taekwondo, or various other courses. Be sure to check out the Facebook page if you're interested in Cox ATA Taekwondo. Hi, Conroe. Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. For people interested in saving money on car and home insurance, they should contact Sean Myers Insurance Services. If you look on Google, you'll see plenty of five-star reviews for these guys. They're great. They're an independent agent able to shop over 15 national carriers to find the best coverage at the best price for that customer. They do specialize in home insurance as well as bundling with auto to maximize discounts. They would want you to know that they consider their customers family and that their policy is caring and, and their goal is to bring value by going through your coverage line by line to make sure you actually understand what you have. The interested party should call 936-760-5963 if they're interested in saving money on car insurance today. Hey, Haywood Jeffries, former Houston Oilers wide receiver on Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Sports. I was going to say welcome back, Conra, like like they're Mr. Cotter. Eh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, we're hanging out here on 104.5, 106.1. Make sure to check out the Facebook page. We're streaming on IR Lone Star. We're pretty much everywhere. If you Google Nerd Thug Radio, it's it's us. That's us. That's us. We're that's there. us. That's me. That's that's me, Corey DLG, and little brother Nico. That's also me. Um, <clears throat> So we were talking about Conor McGregor and how awesome he is. He real smart. One of the things that made him awesome was two years ago he fought Floyd Mayweather and he made about $100 million. Yeah. In a loss. That's, Oops. It's a, it's a good day. It's, it's, it's a pretty good day. Um, I don't like Floyd Mayweather, so. Yeah, but I like I, I like money and so does everyone else. Right. Uh, so Bob Arum, who is one of those notorious crappy people in boxing, uh, he is the promoter of Top Rank. Okay. Um, boxing promo. If if someone is ever a boxing promoter, you can already just dismiss them as a good person or a human being. There right. there are zero, at the national level, there are zero good boxing promoters. Just general oversight. If you're ever curious, if you meet someone and they hand you a business card, boxing promoter, never mind. You know what? I'll I'll just borrow jumper cables from someone else. Don't worry about it. Like. Thanks, Chief. Yeah, I don't need it. Um, immediately, he jumped on Conor McGregor's moment of victory to <laughs> promote a two-fight opportunity against Terrence Crawford. Okay, random. The world to rate world title holder in boxing. Why? So he is saying that he thinks that his client, Terrence Crawford, and Conor McGregor should sign a two-fight deal with the first fight being a UFC fight and the second fight being a boxing fight. Well, that's not fair at all. Um, I want bear. I want Bob Arum to, to fight a bear. I want that to be the third fight in this right. deal. Right. Give me the, the Zangief training method where he has to <laughs> wrestle brown bears in the, the <laughs> Russian wilderness I in want, Siberia. <laughs> I want a three-fight deal. And I want the third fight to be scheduled first, and I want it to be Bob Arum versus a grizzly bear. A hungry one. 
Yeah, right. you know what? You can make them both hungry. Make it fair. Don't feed either one of them for a day. <laughs> see how that works out. See if it, see if it gives Bob Arum an edge or not. Um, he's he's just one of those really awful people in sports. And as UFC is having their moment and celebrating their Saturday night, just excellence. Two great main events. Uh, tons of good fights on the card. There was a there was a woman's bout earlier in there where the one girl, I'm pretty sure she blew out her knee. I need to double check that, but she 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 needed help standing back up by the end of the fight. Finished finished two well, a whole other round after doing it. Wow. Uh, the medical doctor like literally had her sit down and was tugging on her knee, and she's like, "No, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like I'm going again." And the ref says, "You got one more round." And at the end of the round, she told the girl, "She's like, I'm done. They won't let me have another round." And also, her forehead was wide open, and the they're wrestling the back half of that second round and as they both get up it looks like one of them murdered someone like that's how much blood was everywhere whoa um i'm sure that took a minute to clean uh but that that lady warriored out so ufc is celebrating their great moment and their great night and conor mcgregor the return and then bob aaron says hey everyone look at me hey you should fight the welterweight champion in a sport you don't play of boxing like like why not just come like why not just come to the Super Bowl and like a couple hours after one of the teams won and so and so is cutting their commercial to go to Disneyland, you invite them to go play soccer against Brazil. Right. Like what is it like Go play rugby tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, like what do you want from me, dude? Go away. We're doing something over here. Uh and so Bob Aram just immediately became like I already didn't like him. There's all the stories about him, uh, and he's he 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 not even like subtly will say some really messed up stuff. There's some guys who've taken some real shots at him on the radio. I'll put it that way. Um, that he has not been able to defend himself against because apparently there are lots of witnesses. Stop being a bad person. Yeah, j- just in general, he's not a good guy. And then on top of that, he's like, "Hey, I know everyone's talking about them, but how about you look at me?" And it's like, uh, "Hey, go. Bob, no, go, go away." Yeah, you, wait. We'll come back to you at the next Terrence Crawford fight. Like you can have your moment in the sun then. Uh, and even then. It's going to be a moment too long. Like, nobody wants to talk to him. No one wants to talk to you. Dude. And speaking of not talking to him, we're going to jump out. You guys have a great day. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, on behalf of The Adventure Begins, Cox ATA, and Donald Williams, same nerd thug time, same nerd thug channel. <laughs>